Hey guys, welcome to another podcast episode with me. I am so glad that you could join me today. I thank God that we have been here today. I apologize for not posting on Monday. I know some of you have been has I've been asking about um the podcast for this week. I have been a little bit busy and carried away with some stuff. But we thank God because he has brought us here and as we are about to do this topic I just want to thank God for you. I want to thank God that you have clicked on this podcast to listen to it. The time that you are taking to listen to the word of God, to listen to God use me, speak to you is something that I truly appreciate. Um so before I even start, I just pray that the Holy Spirit guides me and talks through my voice to you so that it is not me who is speaking to you but it is God who speaks to you. So today's topic is going to be about prayer. So I have been um doing prayer for a while i have been praying for a while and i have noticed some change in my prayer and there's someone who asks me if i can do a podcast about prayer um what does it mean when we say we have a lifestyle of prayer what entails in prayer what are the ingredients to having an effective prayer what does it mean when we say that we are prayerful now we know as christians we do pray we pray for our food we pray when we go to sleep we pray when we go to journeys um we pray when we were sick we pray for many things and um there are a lot of things that can lead us into prayer but there is a way of how people can pray and i know there are some people especially baby christians who are still maturing in the lord are still maturing in the spirit i am one of them as well i'm still maturing i'm not there yet and we may ask, we might feel frustrated that sometimes i do get frustrated when i do not pray as much when i do not pray as effective when i do not pray as asked as when i do not pray as I would oftenly, you know, feel or want to pray. You've seen your pastors or your religious fathers and mothers and how they are so dedicated in prayer, how powerful their words are, how powerful they sound when they pray. But then again, um there are some things that we should really put into consideration when we are praying. It's not just an empty prayer. And that is what we want to talk about today. So, what is prayer? first of all prayer is simply communication with god prayer is communication with god just the way we can say a conversation with one another prayer is a conversation with god so as believers since we have received the uh, we've received jesus as our lord and savior we've had the holy spirit in us we are now walking in this new light new lifestyle new um kingdom and all this stuff we have to pray we have a new friend we have a king we have received in our lives so it doesn't just end at you accepting Jesus there are some people who say i can't pray or i don't pray because i know that god knows what i need because he is omni omniscient and everything that i want he knows so he's going to do it for me i move my faith because i know lord the lord knows everything that i need but one thing you need to realize is that prayer is something that is very essential for every person everyone no matter how young you are no matter how old you are no matter how rich you are or how poor you are you need to pray the common mistakes we make as christians is we want to pray when things are bad we want to pray when we are heartbroken 
We want to pray when the devil hits us. We want to pray when you start seeing demons in your house. We want to pray when you want God to avenge someone who hurt you. But prayer is a conversation with God. And when are you supposed to converse, conversate with God? Every single minute. Yes, every single minute, every single day. You should sit down. Take time and speak to the Lord. We know that the Lord desires to speak to us. We know that the Lord desires to have a conversation with us. We know that the Lord desires to tell us things that we do not know of. We know that the Lord desires to help us see things that we cannot see with our physical eyes. And he cannot do that if you are not in a prayer lifestyle. And there are some people who might say, oh, okay, I do pray, but I cannot pray one hour long, two hours long, and uh, a whole night. And I'm not asking you to go a whole night so that you can feel like you prayed. You can spend an entire night, but you have done nothing. You can pray for an hour, you've said nothing. You can pray for two minutes and you've really touched God's heart. So prayer is not about time. Prayer is not about the intensity. Prayer is not about the words that you use. Prayer is not about how you do it. Prayer is about what your, 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 your words contain, what your heart contains, what you are going to ask the Lord for, why you are going before the king. That is what prayer is entailing. And prayer, as we said, it is a conversation. A conversation is a two-way thing, meaning that you speak to the Lord and he speaks back. He says something to you and you reply back. You learn something from him and then he gives you something else to learn. That is how prayer works. It's not just gimme, gimme, gimme. It's not just... um. Uh, take this away, take this away, take that away, give this, remove this, have this, can you do this, can you do that? God is not a genie. A genie is the one that you call unto it and then you ask it to do something and it does and that's it. But with God, you have to realize that he is king, that he is your father. You don't just go to your father anyhow. You have to go with the, some respect, okay? So that is prayer. Why is prayer important? Prayer is very, very important because it helps you grow spiritually. The more you talk with God, the more you spend time in your secret place with God, the more you seek him out, the more you praise him, the more you give him thanks in your prayer, the more you learn to ask him for things and be dependent on him. What happens is you grow maturely. Uh, you grow in, in the spirit. You mature in the spirit. And it makes you grow closer to God. We know that in the book of... Um, James chapter 4, 4 verse 8, it says that um, if you draw closer to God, God will draw closer to you. So that is a very important thing. And you can only do that through prayer. Okay. Prayer makes you understand who God is. Prayer makes you understand his love. It makes you understand his mercy. It makes you understand his sovereignty. It makes you understand his providence. It makes you understand his kingship. It makes you understand his um, savior role in your life. It makes you understand his role as the righteous judge. So according to the prayer that you make, according to the prayer that you give to God, according to the prayer that you present to your king, you learn more about God. And then we have this thing, as I said the last time that we are so focused as human beings to be independent, but the Lord wants us to be dependent on him and not just a, 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 like a portion of us. He wants the whole of us to be dependent on him. And that means that um, you have to be in constant prayer. 
each and every time asking and depending on God for everything. And what that does is you learn to dwell in the presence of the Lord. You learn to work, to wait on him. You learn to work with him. You learn to see what he sees. You learn to learn what he knows. Okay. So prayer really starts changing you spiritually, starts changing your life, starts changing um, how you see things, even in the physical um, realm. And then also what prayer does is it helps you have a secure place with God. Okay. When I say secure place with God, it means because you are praying, you are solely dependent on God. That means when God sees that everything that happens to you, it depends on him, like your next step depends on him, you will never be at the risk of falling into a trap that the devil has kept for you, okay? It means it doesn't mean that you will never have troubles. Troubles are there. Jesus says that troubles are always going to be there. But what is going to change is that the traps that the enemy sets for us, for us to fall in, things like witchcraft, things like temptations, things like... um the devil trying to ruin your life or ruin your mind or try to change your your perspective about god all these things the lord is gonna protect you from them okay there's the coronavirus right now going going around if you are dwelling in the presence of the lord and you are always abiding in him you find that you have been protected from all these things that are happening around you not that people who are saved and have had corona are not in the dwelling place of god we do not know why god does the things that he does but what I'm saying is from everything that is happening around the world, the Lord is always going to shield you from them. Okay. And also the other question you should ask yourself is how should we pray? The major key ingredient to prayer is humility. You cannot pray if you are prideful. Pride never allows or gives time to uh, something to, it never gives time for someone to bow down and ask for help. Pride will never ask for help. Pride will never thank. Pride will never praise someone. And pride will never admit its mistakes. When we come to God, we do repent of our sins. We ask him for the things we don't have. We praise him for who he is. We thank him for all that we have. But when you have pride in your life, you'll have a very hard time praying. Some people, you are not able to pray, not because the devil is sitting on you, not because you do not have the right ingredients or the right prayer points to have to, to, to um, say to the Lord. It's because of your heart. You are not really fully you know, humbled before the Lord, you still feel like you can ask the Lord, you can tell the Lord what you're about to do or what you want in your life. But then it's like you're telling him, okay, I'm just telling you for the fact of telling you, but I don't want you to do anything. Because when you pray and then you still seek your own understanding, when you pray and you still seek out your ways to rectify this, the thing that you're asking God to help you with, it's basically telling him, like, I wanted you to just be an ear for me to, to, to let go of everything that I have in my heart and then I'll go figure it out on my own. So humility does the opposite. When you come to God, you are completely humbled with the fact that you alone cannot do it. We need to understand that everything that we have is not from our own power. It's not from our own strength. It all comes from God. Okay. And once you understand that you have nothing, you can do nothing, then you can be able to be in the position of trusting God completely that he who can do everything far beyond exceedingly than all that we can imagine. He can do whatever that you desire him to do. Whatever you are asking for, you know that he is capable. You know that he is faithful. You know that he is powerful enough to do that thing. So humility is the 
key ingredient to your prayer. When you pray to God, do not pray to God as if he must do whatever you're asking him. Remember, whatever you're asking God, it is his thing that he wants to give you. If you're asking God for peace, it's not your peace to have. It is his peace that he gives it to you, which you have rightfully earned through the blood of Jesus. Okay? By you accepting God, you have had the right you now have the right to receive peace to receive joy to receive everything that is the lord's but that does not mean that you have to go to god with this um you don't have to go to god with this attitude like you deserve it like it is yours to have just because jesus died for you and you accepted him into your very life you have to realize that it's the same concept if you go to your friend or you go to someone or even your parent you want to ask for something you don't just go asking for that thing as if it is yours you don't have that thing in the first place the one who has it you have to approach that person with respect you have to approach that person with humility you have to approach that person with kindness as well and ask him and and you have to be grateful as well when they give it to you because most of us we get something from god and you don't even go back to thank him look at your life and everything that you have in your life are you thankful for everything that you have because realize everything that you have in your life it's not because of you it's not your own strength it's not your own understanding or your skills that brought you to that place that brought you that job that gave you that wife that husband that raised those kids no that is all God and you need to give him the glory and the thanks. So whenever you ask God of something, whenever you want God to do something for you, realize that it is his own stuff. You are asking God for his things. You are asking God for his treasures. Okay. And if you are asking God for his treasures, which are not yours, but his, you need to ask them with uttermost respect and humility and respect. They go hand in hand. So, and uh, the next uh, point that comes also with how should we pray comes from the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 2 where Jesus was asked by was asked by his disciples how can they pray how can they know what is the right way to pray to the father how can they pray like him because they used to see him go to secluded places and pray and i'm sure that they were very curious of how he you know spent all that time just you know praying and they wanted to know like how does this work and i know some of you are asking yourself i've been seeing people who pray a whole night a whole hour two hours three hours and i'm tired of praying my 15 minutes i'm trying of praying 15 seconds i'm done i'm trying i'm tired of of, of praying for 20 minutes i want i want to really take time to pray because if you look at your prayer life and look at everything else you do in your life our prayer life is always very, very small. Our prayer life is always very, very, very insignificant. Like for me, I usually gauge the time that I pray and the time that I do everything else that I do. My prayer life is very, very small. It's very, very insignificant. And that is something I also want to change. And Jesus gave us a formula of how you are supposed to pray. So we all know about the Lord's Prayer. And it is found in the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 2. And Jesus says... Forgive the noise at the background. Um, and Jesus says, um, Father, uh, he said uh, from verse 2, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now, when he said, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, Jesus wants us to recognize God, not just as a sovereign king, not just as the creator of the universe, not just as the one who we owe everything to. He wants us to also recognize that God is our father. Meaning that he wants us to recognize that we are in a relationship with God. 
God is your father. God is your friend. God is everything that you want him to be in your life. Although that he is still king, although he is still your master, although he is still your creator, that means that the Lord seeks relationship from you. When you come to the Lord, do not come to him weakly. Do not come to him scared. Do not come to him feeling like you are nothing. Don't come to him with fear that maybe he's going to cast you away because of his position. Okay. You should know that the Lord is always waiting to hear from you. The Lord is always having a desire to speak to you. So when you come to him, come to him like you would a father, come to him with an open heart. If you're going before the president, obviously there is a way that you're going to change yourself so that the president might find you appealing, but this is not how the Lord wants it. The Lord wants you to come as you are, because if you go to your father, if you live with your father in your house, he's always seeing you in a natural state, in your relaxed state. If you are talking to him, you're always relaxed. You're always the real you and this is how god wants it he wants you to go to him as a father but then again as you go to him as a father do not forget that he is king do not forget god's majesty do not forget to adore the lord the lord dwell, uh, dwells in his praise uh, in his praises and as a christian you should know that there are a lot of things that the lord has done for us there are a lot of things that god has really showed his power in them and as such, we should be in a position where we are able to thank God and acknowledge all that he is doing for us. Right now, in, like, I'll take the example of this um, pandemic that is going on. Thank the Lord that you've not been sick. Thank the Lord that your family members are fine. And even though one of your members or you yourself had corona and got well, thank God because this thing is killing people. Thank the Lord that you woke up in the morning. Thank the Lord that you went to work and came back home safely. Thank him for providing for your food. Thank him for how wonderful he is. Thank him for how faithful he is. Thank him for, um, for even the weather that you have right now. Like thank him for everything, even the breath that you're breathing. Thank him for it. The, when you master the art of thanksgiving, when you master the art of praising the Lord, telling him how good he is, how faithful he is, how powerful he is, how there is no one before or after him, how there is never going to be anyone who's going to do the things that he does, how there is no one who can ever stand and say that they are greater than he is. Things like this. When you start adoring the Lord, you start learning the father figure of uh, the father figure in his in your life like his father figure in your life and then you understand the creator figure in your life and then you understand the kingly figure in your life so you start understanding god in three different aspects so you're not just focused on maybe God the King, or you're not focused on God the Father, or you're not focused on God the Creator. You are seeing him in all of his serenity. You are seeing him in all his goodness. You are seeing him in all of him, like everything that he is, okay? And that will help you even get closer and closer to him, okay? And then it goes on and says, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, there is another version that says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we know that when we are Christian, we are not living for ourselves. Our lives are not our own again. When we receive Jesus, our lives are solely to him. Everything that we are belongs to him. So you need to tell God, like, whenever, when I'm coming to, like, you tell him, Lord, I'm here now. I'm about to pray. When I'm praying, Lord, do not let me put myself first. Do not let me put my desires, for, my desires first. Do not let me say things that you wouldn't want to hear from me. Okay? I need you to help me 
do this on your own terms. I need you to help me pray the way that you want me to pray. And this is where your friend comes in, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is there for a reason. The Holy Spirit is God, we know, and he knows the Lord's heart. That means he knows exactly how you should pray. He knows exactly the points you should use. He knows exactly the format you should go in. He knows exactly what you should say to the Lord. And when you do not know what to say, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, so says the Bible. So you need to ask the Holy Spirit. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. Some people are praying and lacking that fire. People are lacking that um, essence. People are lacking the words because they are not including the Holy Spirit. We were given this, the Holy Spirit for a reason, for fellowship. And what is fellowship? Spending time with him. Okay. And spending time with him, you are spending, when you spend that, when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you're not just spending time with the Holy Spirit. You're spending time with God, the father and the son, because the three of them can never be separated. Okay, so if you want to speak to God the Father, you need God the Spirit to speak to him, to understand him, because the only person who can teach you about God is God himself. Okay, so you need to appeal to the Holy Spirit. Welcome him. When you, If you are praying in your room, if you are praying in your car, if you are praying in your house, or you are, if you are praying in your heart, maybe you are at work, you need to tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I invite you in my heart. I invite you in my mind. I invite you to take over my entire being. I pray that you give me concentration. Help me to, to really focus on the things that the Lord wants to hear from me. Give me the words that I need and help me to really touch my father's heart. That is how you're supposed to pray. That is how you're supposed to appeal to him. You need to ask him to help you because if you do not have the help of the Holy Spirit, you're always going to struggle with prayer. Okay, this is something that I had to learn um, on very hard times. Like I did not know how to pray. I did not know how to really call on the name of the Lord. And I realized when I started learning about the Holy Spirit and understanding who he is and asking him to help me pray, asking him to really give me the words, give me the fire, keep me going, give me the strength, give me the boldness and the courage. That's when my prayer life started, you know, changing. It started becoming more powerful. It started becoming more consistent. It started becoming more, uh, it started having more essence and substance. So that is what you are supposed to do when you are praying okay so the holy spirit is very important and acknowledging god not just god the father but god the father god the king god the creator and acknowledging his sovereignty and the majesty that he holds and then you need to continue and go into saying that it you are not there because of what you want you are there because of what god wants okay so it goes on and says, give us each day our daily bread. Now we call God Jehovah Jireh because he's the God that provides. Now this does not just stop into the things that we need physically. It's not wrong to ask God for things that you need. It's not wrong to ask God for the things that you desire. But when you ask these things, you need to, again, I talk about humility. You need to ask the Lord that you need to tell God, okay, God, I need this and this and this. Maybe you need a new job. Maybe you need a promotion. You need to tell God, okay, God, I have been working this job for this and this and this time. And I think it's time for me to be promoted. I desire to move higher. I desire to go to a new level. Please help me. Now, when you ask God for something, some people get frustrated with God when he does not answer. Some people be like, I've been praying for this thing for a whole month and nothing has been happening. I've been praying for a whole year. Nothing has been happening. I've been doing this and this and this. Nothing has been happening. You need to remember, even the Bible heroes in the Bible, Abraham had to wait 35 years for a son. 
Okay, the Israelites had to wander 40 years to get into their promised land. When you look at the book of Judges, these guys had to, they, they were oppressed for more than 18 years, sometimes 80 years, sometimes um, 14 years. Sometimes they would stay even six years in oppression and then they come into, and then God raises a judge to rescue them. So you need to understand that um, when you ask God for something, do not put a time limit on it. Do not put a time like a duration of how he's going to answer. Do not put a certain way or a method of how God is supposed to answer you. When you ask God for something, go in faith knowing that he has done it. Because even Jesus says that even before you ask the father for what you need, he knows what you need. He knows what you desire. He sees into your heart. He knows everything. But he wants you to ask him because the Lord will never give you anything before asking for it. He will never do something in your life that you do not allow to happen. Okay, so when you come to God and ask him for something, ask him knowing that he knows. And since he knows everything, if that thing that sometimes we ask for something that is going to be harmful to us, sometimes we ask something that is going to bring pain. Sometimes we ask something that is going to draw us away from him. So the Lord won't give you naturally because it is the love of every parent to protect their child. If you're, if you're a minor right now, if you, if you are a parent and you have a minor, if your child comes and asks, and asks you for a, for a, for a car, to go and drive around. Obviously, you're going to say no because this child is a minor. She's not ready yet for this car. And this is what happens even for us as Christians. Sometimes you ask for something, but you're not mature enough to get into that blessing. Sometimes we want to change our season, but we are not mature enough to change our season. And that is where we fail most. We get so frustrated with God because we want our will to be done, not his will to be done. Okay. Sometimes what you're asking is dangerous for you. And you might not realize that it is dangerous. It's because you want it, maybe because it's going to fulfill some physical, fleshly desire for you. But it is dangerous. Maybe, for, for example, for the singles who are listening to me right now, maybe you want to get married. And you want to get married and maybe you are not ready for marriage. For you, when you think about marriage, you just think about the companionship. You think about the good days. You think about um, everything that is sweet in marriage. But are you ready for the toughness that comes with marriage? Because marriage is not just a man and wife coming together, having babies and taking cute pictures for the social media. No, marriage is ministry. That is what I realized the other day, that marriage is not just me getting married. Marriage is not just my husband marrying me. Marriage is, is us deciding to get into this ministry. God is calling me to be a wife. God is calling him to be a husband. When we have children, God is calling me to be a mother. God is calling him to be a father. Are we ready to take these mantles up? That is the question. You need to ask yourself, are you ready for what you're asking for? Because sometimes you might feel like you're ready. Maybe if you're single and you want to get married, you feel like you're ready because you're tired of being single. You feel like you're ready because you are seeing everybody else around you who are in relationships, they're happy, and you want that, you want that, which is normal, which is okay to want what other people are experiencing. Maybe you want to get married because you do not want to... Um, you do not want to commit fornication. You don't want to be sexually immoral. So the only way out for you to still be in the right way with God and still, you know, fulfill your fleshly desires maybe is to get married. Because when you have sex in the context of marriage, then you are in the right track. But one thing is once that is done, once you have gotten what you wanted in marriage, then what? Because you have to realize marriage, when you are married to someone, that is, it's that person for life until the day you die or that person dies. It's for life. There is nothing you can add or subtract to it. So are you ready 
to spend the entire of your entire your entire life with someone don't just rush into things because you think that they're going to help you don't just rush into things because people are also going into those things and sometimes god is going to delay your blessing sometimes god is going to delay something that you have been praying for because he says that you are not ready for it or it is dangerous for you or you are not mature enough for it okay so when you pray to the Lord and ask him for something, tell him, okay, Papa, I, I need this and I desire this. But if it is your will for me to wait for it, give me the patience to wait for it. If it is your will for me to still keep maturing in my spirit so that I can receive it, Lord, mature me, help me to get into that, you know, position that you can bless me with it. Okay. And when you ask God for something, ask him for wisdom, ask him for understanding, ask him for direction to even continue to that blessing to even use that blessing to bless others as well because you realize when you are blessed it's not just for you it's also for others who are around you okay and then it goes to the next point which is very important forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us now notice the word everyone okay one thing you need to realize even god says that if you do not forgive your neighbor you are not forgiven Okay, you cannot expect God to do something for you that you are not doing for someone else. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love the Lord your God with all of your might, with all of your being, with everything that you are. So, as a believer, you need to realize before you come to God, even Jesus said that before you come to the altar and present your gift and remember that you had a quarrel with someone, leave your gift at the altar, go back to that person. Make peace with that person and then come and present your gift to the Lord. Because if you do not forgive someone, the, your father in heaven won't forgive you. So if you are a person who is harboring pain in your heart, if you are a person who is still carrying someone around, if you are a person who is not really, who has not really let go of the pain, of the heart, of the betrayal, of the trauma, of, the, of all the things that people have done, because this world is a cruel world, I understand. But if you're a person who is still carrying people in your heart, you might be the reason why God is not blessing you. You might be the reason why you're not experiencing God in your life. It, you might be the reason why you are not even able to pray, because you have not forgiven others. And that is the worst thing that you could ever do. The thing that is going to make most people miss heaven is lack of forgiveness. You can do everything right. You can prophesy, you can pray in tongues, you can heal the sick and cast out demons. But as long as you have not forgiven someone in your heart, you won't see heaven because God is all about love. If the Lord can forgive you of all the things, all the things that you have done, like completely blot them out and your record is clean again, why can't you do it for another person? It's hard. Yes, you cannot do it on your own. And that is where God comes in as the Holy Spirit. He gives you kindness. Okay. With kindness comes also forgiveness. You start loving people with love. Love endures all. Love forgives all. Love is open to everyone. Love does not keep on, uh, does not hold grudges. That's why you see other marriages are prospering. Others are not. Because of the art of of forgiveness, if you can if you can master the art of forgiveness, that's why many friendships uh, friendships break and, and 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 tear apart because they do not know the art of friendship. If you uh, of of uh, forgiveness, if you do not forgive one another, don't expect God to forgive you. Okay, and when when you let go of all the pain of all the hurt. It's not that you are admitting that you're weak. It's not like you are letting the one who hurt you go free. 
it's not like that. If you forgive someone who has hurt you, like truly forgive that person and then ask God for forgiveness, you are in the clear. Okay, whether that person repents or not, whether that person keeps hurting you, whether that person repents or whether that person, you know, does anything, that is not your problem. You are not part of that place because sometimes you might carry someone in your heart. They, they do something wrong to you. You've carried them in your heart forever. And then at some point in their lives, they find Jesus. They ask for forgiveness for everything they've done. Jesus forgives them. The minute they st- you and that person stand before the Lord, you are going to go to the lake of fire. He is going to get into the kingdom when he's the one who hurt you. Okay, he's the cause of your pain. But the Lord is telling you today, let go of that pain. It's not going to profit you in any way. Cutting people is always going to hurt you even more. Okay, and the only way for you to let go of people is to ask the Lord to give you a heart like his. You ask the Lord, make me sensitive to the things that make you happy. Make me sensitive to the things that make you sad. Help me to have a forgiving heart like yours. Like yours. Help me have a loving uh, heart like yours. Help me see others the way that you see them. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. These are the things you're supposed to ask the Lord. And then once you ask the Lord to forgive your sins, now you are righteous, you are clean. Now you can continue with your prayer. There is nothing that the devil, the accuser who keeps accusing you day and night can say to the Lord that is going to make him not listen to your prayer. Because Jesus is our high priest who intercedes for us day and night. Okay, when the accuser comes with your name to come and tell the Lord how you deserve to get hit and and bust around and all this stuff jesus is always there to to tell the, the father no you can't do that you cannot you cannot allow this person to do this because i died for this person i for i i i, I paid for whatever they did okay so jesus is the evidence for us being forgiven and once you ask for forgiveness do not keep walking around like a, a wounded um like a wounded person or a wounded thing you are now forgiven walk in confidence walk in 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 joy walk in peace know that the lord has forgiven you okay because the lord is very quick to forgive he's very quick to forget your sins okay as long as you come to him with a humble heart with true repentance the lord is merciful the lord is faithful he's gonna forgive you and then it it continues to say and lead us not into temptation Okay, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil and all that. It means as human beings, especially as uh, believers, we are tempted most of the time, almost all day or night. We are tempted. There are times the devil will really try to pull you back to his kingdom. We know that the devil hates us for the fact that we hate him for letting, you know, for leaving him and abandoning him from his wicked ways. And he is not happy about it, uh, about that. If you're a Christian, you know that you have a target on your back all the days of your life. But um, once you give your life to the Lord, once you, um, you, you are now walking with the Lord, this is why prayer is very important. You need to ask God, dear Lord, I ask you that you help me when I'm faced with trials, when I'm faced with temptations. Lord, please help me. Give me a way out. Because even the Bible says that he shall not let you be tempted more than you can handle. And he will always provide a way out. The only way for you to see this way out is if you're in a relationship with him. If you're in constant communication with the Lord. When you are tempted, ask the Lord, what should I do? When you are tempted, ask the Holy Spirit, how should I go about this? Because there are some temptations that come where you are not even sure what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to respond. Sometimes the devil might uh, tempt you into, you know, 
releasing your anger on someone. Ask the Lord for self-control. Sometimes he might tempt you with lust. Ask the Lord to, to bring your flesh into discipline. Okay. Ask him to capture all your minds and all your thoughts, uh, all your mind and all your thoughts so that you may not sin against him. Ask the Lord uh, to hide, ask him to give you the strength to hide his word in your heart that you may not sin against him. Okay. To meditate upon his word day and night. And the Lord is faithful because if you're on a path, if you're on a journey to really be on holiness and righteousness, the Lord is faithful because he's going to do it. The Lord is never going to send anyone away. Jesus is never going to send anyone away who seeks him. Okay. So those are the major key points where what you need to um, think about when you are praying. You need to recognize that he is your father. You need to recognize that he is your creator. You need to recognize that he is a king. Okay. And when you approach him, you need to adore him. You need to thank him. You need to praise him. You need to, to really, when, when you tell God that you are faithful, you are merciful, you are kind, you are not reminding him of who he is. You're actually reminding yourself of who God is. He knows who he is. The Lord knows who he is. But when you say it out loud, it even grows your faith. It even, it reminds you of who God is to you. It reminds you of how powerful he is. It reminds you of how he's never going to leave or forsake you. It reminds you of how faithful he is. And then when you continue and say, uh, after that, when you have adored him, you now let his will happen. You now let him do what he does best. You now let him be the father that you want him to be. You now let him be the creator that he needs to be in your life, to be the leader and the one who speaks in your life. Okay, you need, and then you ask him for what you need, anything and everything you ask him, he will give you. And the Lord said that if we wicked people can be able to give our children good gifts, can you imagine how much more your father in heaven, who is righteous and just will give to you? Okay. And then you need to repent of your sins. But as you repent of your sins, remember to forgive every single person who has has hurt you. The only way you're not going to get forgiven if you do not forgive others okay and after that you need to ask the lord to give you power and strength to be able to live holy to be righteous to get away from temptations to be able to flee from the devil because our flesh is weak but the spirit is very strong and willing so you need to ask the lord to always help you walk in the spirit to always help you to keep your focus on the spirit and not the physical because falling is just an instant okay you can fall anytime any day anyhow and then also when you pray, I need you guys to pray, not just for you, because there's some people who pray for themselves. Then that is one of the reasons maybe why you are not really experiencing God, because you are always just thinking of yourself. When we pray, you can use your hand. I, I, there's some, uh, my auntie was explaining to someone yesterday about the using your hand, like your fingers uh, when you, when you pray. And I'm going to share this with you because I found it very, very nice. So the, the, the thumb is representing all the members of your family, like your family, like your entire family, from your grandma to the last person who has been born in your family. You pray for each and every. This is for those people who want to pray, you know, lengthy prayers and all that stuff. So you pray for each and every member of your family. If you know someone who is going through a hard time, we have family members who are going through depression, family members who are going through stagnation, family members who need to know the Lord, family members who need um, to get saved and all this stuff. So you pray for these people. If you have a family member who is sick, 
you know, speak to, to the Lord about them. Um, say their name out loud. Tell the Lord everything about them. And then ask him to, you know, be involved in their lives. You're basically interceding for these people's life. There are some people who their families are not saved. But there's always one saved person. And because of that one saved person, the whole family is flourishing. Because they stand in the gap. You know, if you are a believer, if you're the only believer in your family, you have been called to be the priest of that family. To stand in the gap and to intercede for your family. Okay? So you pray for your family with your with your thumb. And then your index finger comes all the men and women of God, all the people who do the Lord's work, all the leaders in the churches. Um, you pray, if you are a church goer, you pray for your bishop, you pray for the wife, you pray for the ushers, you pray for the intercessors. Because especially uh, in the church, they are regularly hit with spiritual warfare. The devil really doesn't like what... Um, the church is doing we need to pray for the church also as a body because our church right now we are really deep in deception we are really fighting against each other when we have a common enemy who is dividing us day and night so you need to pray for the church you just don't just pray for your church pray for the entire church in the whole world in the spiritual realm that we might know our authority that we might really come into agreement in unity in the love of jesus so that we can be able to band up together against the enemy because the enemy has been riding on us for a very long time and i think it's time for us to now take the fight back to him the middle finger you're gonna pray for all your political leaders i know that sometimes you'll be like, I cannot pray for my political leaders because they are all, you know, they're very, very um, corrupt and they're very bad and blah, blah, blah. That is where prayer comes in. There is no one that the Lord cannot change. Realize that these are also men and women. of. Uh, they're also men and women. They're also like you. Even you, if you are put in that power, it's most likely that you would do what they did. And right now you'll be like, nah, I would never do that. But money changes people. Power changes people. So you need to ask God, if there's corruption going on in your country, ask God to change these people, to bring new leadership, okay? To clean out the leadership, you know, the leadership um, ladder. To be able to bring justice, to be able to bring righteousness, to bring faithfulness, to bring love, so that our leaders can be able to guide us in the right way that he wants us to lead us. And then with the ring finger comes all your friends, Okay. All the people, acquaintances, workmates, and all this stuff, all the people that you know that are close to you, those are the people you need to put God in. Because as we know, there's um, a wave of depression. There's a wave of uh, sexual perversion. There's a wave of atheism, people not believing in God and all that stuff. So you need to put these people in prayer as well. You are also a priest. You, are a very, you have a lot of uh, responsibilities, by the way, as a believer anyone you know in your life you're supposed to stand in the gap for them anyone and everyone okay and then the last finger the the, the small finger is you now you come and tell god everything that you need you tell the lord everything that you desire you take time to speak to him tell him how you feel sometimes it's also it also helps when you maybe you are frustrated in that day tell god that how how angry you are how upset you feel and then at the end after venting you tell him now help me to you know let this go to help my family you know to, to really be loving or with the situation you are in ask him for direction all that stuff before you finish the whole hand you'll see that you'll have gone like a mile okay and the more you pray it's not about the length it's not about the time that you pray it's about how you pray the more you start praying for people 
Because the minute you put yourself last, you will learn to put others before you. You will learn to love others. You will learn the concept of how God sees us, okay? Because the Lord does not view himself first and then view us. The Lord actually views us and then views himself, okay? So when you do that, when you, when you start mastering the art of knowing how to pray, what pleases the Lord, and the key ingredient, which is humility, Okay, that's when you'll start changing your prayer life. Will start having more authority. It will start have. It start having more emotion. It will start having more. You start having more desire when you start hearing testimonies. And when you pray for someone, don't let everyone know that you're praying for them. Okay, don't be going to someone like you know I'm praying for you. I'm doing this, and it's good when sometimes one once in a while tell someone like yeah I'm praying for you. Or don't be that person when someone is blessed with a car because you've been praying for someone to have a breakthrough. You be like you know I was praying for you, and this then this, this and then you feel like they are entitled that you are entitled to receive everything that they have. There are some people who when they pray for breakthrough for someone they feel like their success is all up to them like they are the sole reason why this person you know succeeded but that is not true it is god who did it what you need to do when someone is celebrating their victory you need to tell god oh thank you that you did this you know for this person because even jesus says that go to your room lock the door and the father who sees in secret shall reward you in public Pray for people in secret. You don't have to tell someone that you're praying for them, okay? If someone needs that encouragement, then yes, tell them that I'm not leaving you. I'm standing with you in prayer. When things come through, thank the Lord that that has happened, but do not put yourself in that victory as well, okay? And then also uh, when you're praying, do not put yourself in a position where people see you at this pious, prayerful person that when you when every time you pray and you talk to others be like you know i usually pray like i don't know um uh five hours a day or you know yesterday the whole night i spent the whole night just crying to god and there are some people who cannot pray there are some people who are not there where you are yet and what you are doing instead of encouraging them you are really breaking their hearts Okay. Instead of really helping them, instead of really encouraging them, you are really breaking their hearts because they'd be like, okay, this person is praying the whole night and praying in tongues and doing all this stuff. And here I am, I'm just praying for two minutes. That will really make that person feel, uh, discouraged. So when you pray, just know it is between you and God. Do not start boasting of how you can pray in tongues. Do not start boasting of how you know how to pray. Do not start boasting of how God answers your prayer. Okay, because sometimes when someone knows that you or when you pray, everything happens instantly. Sometimes you have that blessing. Every time you pray, everything happens for good. You need to understand that it is not always uh, a good thing because some people are going to worship you instead of worshiping the Lord. You've seen people who really worship their pastors instead of worshiping the Lord who works through those people. Okay, and then the last thing that I wanted to tell you guys is uh, what happens when you make prayer a lifestyle when you make prayer a lifestyle you start glowing like literally you start glowing people will start seeing a joy in you people will start seeing something something joyous in you something that they've not seen before something that they've not experienced before and this makes them feel some type of way they'll be like what, what are you doing because every time you pray you are coming in god's presence look at moses he spent 40 days and nights with the lord writing the ten commandments when he came down his face was so shiny they could not even look at him so 
The more time you spend with the Lord, the more you're going to glow in his glory. The more you're going to shine with his presence. The more you're going to feel him. The more you're going to hear him. The more you're going to love him. The more you're going to see more of him. Literally, okay? You're going to learn from him. You're going to be more like him. Because you know, as a follower of Christ, you are aiming to be more like Jesus. That is your sole purpose. Okay. So if you are a person who wants to get closer to God, if you're a person who wants to get closer to who he is, you want to learn more about him, start a prayer life. You must not, you know, get this thing today, like be perfect at it today. It's something that you learn every day. And remember that you have a friend who is the Holy Spirit, who is always helping you, who is always ready to be at your beck and call to help you with everything that concerns the Lord. Okay. And you need to use him wisely because the Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit is always going to lead you into truth. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you into, um, nothing but the goodness and the glory of the father, because he is here to do the will of the father and to testify about Jesus. So I hope that you guys have really taken notes. If you are listening to this and you didn't take notes, go back and take notes. But I really hope that this podcast helps someone. For me, it really helped me tremendously. I learned it from someone and then I learned it on my own uh, in the Bible. The Holy Spirit has been helping me with my prayer. And once you recognize each and every day that he is a person, that he has his own will, that he is God and he can help you do anything and everything, that is when your life is going to change. So do not be discouraged if you are not there yet. Do not be discouraged if you've been praying for two minutes. Do not be discouraged if you have, if you've had a, a hard time um, praying. It can all change. And also you need to um, take authority that you have in the name of Jesus that he has given you to come against every spiritual heaviness. Because sometimes the devil does put a spiritual heavy blanket on you so that you cannot pray, so that you cannot worship or have the desire for the Lord. So you need to really step into that authority, break every spiritual heaviness, break every veil that is trying to, you know, stay, uh, to pull you back. And then live a holy and righteous life before him and acknowledge that the Lord is always listening have faith in god hebrews eleven six. for without faith it is impossible to please god so when you step before the lord and pray all that you pray you need to have faith that he has answered you need to have faith that he has done it okay and i hope you guys have been blessed by this uh podcast i pray that the holy spirit today release a surge of prayer um desire in your hearts let the fire in your hearts for those who've lost their fire for prayer let it today let it be um rejuvenated let it be brought back to life for those who desire a prayer life receive your prayer life today in jesus name for those who need to learn the art of holy uh, to learn the art of praying i pray the holy spirit and his understanding and wisdom rest upon you today and i wish you a lot of fun because it is fun getting into the lord's uh, presence and I, I truly hope that you can share this podcast with someone else who needs it. Talk to someone who needs this. You can even listen to this podcast, take some notes, and then go speak to someone if you are trying to evangelize. And let's keep this going. But you can share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with those people who are also not saved and, and, and looking for Christ. And I hope you guys are blessed by this. God bless you. And I will see you all in my next podcast. Goodbye.